Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here as always on the Greatest Games Podcast. The chance for us to catch up with basketball coaches around the country and have them tell us about their greatest game. As always, it can be their time as a head coach, an assistant coach, a college coach, a high school coach, a volunteer coach, just whatever game they consider to be their greatest. And that is our quasi-guest today. Our fans will notice that we don't actually have a guest in the studio with us, in our virtual studio. Uh, we are here to talk about the one of the all-time greats, a former Ridgeview basketball volunteer assistant. His name is Takuma Letsum, and we have been tweeting about it from our Twitter account, at 816basketball, for several weeks now. But our boy Let is fighting ALS, and so we wanted to dedicate an episode to him to talk about him, tell a few stories about him, what all he's meant to the Ridgeview community, the Columbia, South Carolina community, to us as, as gentlemen here as, as podcast hosts, and to help raise a little money for his family. So this show is for our good friend, Takuma Letson. Absolutely. Um, first, I, I want to talk a little bit about ALS. Most, most people know what it is. Some people may not. It is uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is the actual medical term, which I nailed, by the way, Brian. That was absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, it's more commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. The, the Hall of Fame baseball player suffered from it back in the, uh, the late 1930s, early 1940s. And it's a uh, neurogenitor, neurodegenerative disorder, which uh, just wreaks havoc on the body with anyone that has it. Uh, it's a terribly debilitating disease. There is no known cure for it right now. Uh, there's actually no really known what causes it. About 10% of causes are genetic, but the other 90%, we don't have any uh, information on environmental factors that cause it. So it's really a disease that can, can strike anyone at any time for the most part. And uh, that's what makes it so frustrating when uh, families are fighting through it with their loved ones. And, and right now, uh, Coach Lessam is going through that with him and his family. And we're going to say it a couple of times during this show. There are ways that you can get involved. One of them is to go to als.org. Uh, there are tons of resources there to, to learn about the disease. You can make tax-deductible donations. You can sign up, talk about golf tournaments. Uh, there, there are more events that are going on to help raise money uh, in terms of awareness for this disease and also to help find a cure for this disease. So, again, ALS. ALS Dot org and again i've already mentioned it but if you go to our twitter page at 816 basketball we have pinned a tweet there that is is a first of all it's a story that wltx did about coach letsom uh, which is a, a news station here in columbia south carolina and there's also a link for his family's gofundme page again at Twitter on Twitter at 816 basketball. So uh, if you want to hit pause right now on this, on this episode and go ahead and donate to that GoFundMe, um, the goal right now is $20,000. And as of recording that fund, that GoFundMe is just over $11,000. So we are asking our listeners to come out in droves, help share this story uh, with your friends, share this episode, share that link, that GoFundMe link, 
just go ahead and put if it's five dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars. You see, there's some folks that have given five hundred or a thousand dollars to help his family out as he's fighting this disease. And that's the thing, Chris, is that he's fighting it. So I went by there the other day and saw him, and he's he's got some goals. I don't want to give away everything that he's talking about. Um, it, it just but he has got some goals, and he's a fighter. If you if you know Takuma Letsum, he's a fighter. He was that way when he was coaching with us, and he's a fighter. And he's going he's going to beat this thing. Yeah, I think uh, what he represents, like you said, he's a fighter, and, and and I always remember his passion that he did everything with his day job, which was with the uh, Richland County Sheriff's Department. First, uh, he was in the school as a school resource officer at Ridgeview, and then I believe you said he then worked in the training department, training other uh, deputies and school resource officers. Uh, he brought a lot of passion to his job, his everyday job, which he believed in, and he loved helping out young men and young women of the community. Um, and then on the basketball court, when he would come to practice, uh, sometimes in his uniform, you know, you watch a guy coach in a, in a police uniform. That was always uh, a trip to me. That's right. That's right. No, and you're right. I mean, the, the passion and he, and he's still passionate, right? I mean, that's the thing. Um, but you're right. I mean, this is a guy that, that never got paid one dime from the school district to, to coach, just wanted to coach be around kids and you're right showing up in a uniform it was it was i know i always felt safe when he was a when he was in the gym i was i felt safe but he was in uniform and everything it was uh it was always a trip but i mean he he drive to away games and he was there just again without making a dime and you know really going back to and i'm so glad we posted that episode last episode again with phil martelli just talking about just the heart of the game like what what are we doing yeah we we all want to win we want to get championships and rings and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day like what are we doing to just help kids and help the game and that's what he was always about when he was coaching with us is just helping kids and and i'll tell you like i know he's heard from a lot of former players and saying hey thanks for what you did for me you know i I, and he's you're right passion uh sometimes may show up as oh coach is being hard on me let's being hard on me well those kids always appreciated that and that's that's one of the things one of the reasons that we wanted to do this episode is just to help again remind coaches like yeah we all want to win but what are we doing to help kids after they get out of our care especially especially as high school coaches Brian, I'm going to ask you a question on the spot here that we did not talk about beforehand. I don't know anything about Coach Lessom's background growing up, where he's from. Do you, do you have any information about that? Because it, it's going to go to a larger point I want to try to make about him. Yeah, helping so, out. so yeah, he is from from New York, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna kick me next time I see him. I believe he's originally from Brooklyn. Uh, and came down here uh, several many many years ago. Uh, but he is definitely a, a native New Yorker. Uh, but I think part of what I, the point I wanted to make was him as a role model um, at Ridgeview, uh, the young men that Brian and I are both white for those who don't know, but a lot of the young men or most of the young men we coached at Ridgeview were, were African-American or, or young men of color. And, uh, and Coach Letsom is a black man as well. And uh, I, I think, you know, that was part of what he brought to the coaching staff that you and I couldn't bring is that experience of, of being a person of color in this country and that he was hard and demanding on them. So I have a feeling there was someone in his life when he was younger that was hard and demanding on him and helped raise him to be, uh, you know, the tremendous adult that he was. And he would do that to our young men as well. He demanded a lot of them. Now, he, he was that, 
he really was. Again, if people don't know Coach Lesson, he's a he's a big man. Uh, six three, six four, Brian, right? I'd, I'd give him I'd call him six six, six seven. He's he's okay, a, he's, yeah. A, yeah, he's a big old fella. <laughs> he's a big fella. <laughs> uh but he had that he really had that perfect combination of demanding, but then being able to put his arm around a kid as well. That's then that's the balance. Then now you're now you're going back to Coach George Glint's episode and many of our coaches that we've had on this podcast, but you're right. That's the balance to be able to be hard on a kid, almost borderline relentless, but also for that kid to know, like, hey, he's he's got the best uh, best of intentions here. He's just trying to get the best out of me. And I, honestly, a lot of think a lot of times in the moment that always that doesn't always happen. You know, kids they, they walk away mad. They go home and tell mom, dad, whoever it is, aunt, uncle, say, oh, coach got on me today. And I know for me, it wasn't until really that I got out of high school and stopped playing organized basketball that I really finally realized, oh, that's why Coach Tally was being so hard on me. That's what he was trying to do. It was almost simultaneously as I grabbed my diploma, walking across the stage, that it just hit me like, oh, that's 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 what was going on. And you're right. He was just a uh, he, he he always had the best for kids out in front. That was his, always his goal. Mm-hmm. Always always his goal. Well, Coach Talley was tough on you because you were no good. That's why. Oh, no, that goes without saying. (laughs) So it was part of it. And he was like, why is this guy in my gym? Absolutely. Uh, But, yeah, Coach Lessam, I I can't – I'm trying to think of, like, a specific story, but he would always get on – who was that big kid we had the one year in the JV? Kevin or Kelvin? Kelvin Cruz. Kelvin Cruz. Man, he would ride Kelvin Cruz about not being tough and rebounding and, and being a presence. Since I mean, he would just go at Kelvin for not being a bigger presence inside with his size. I, I, wow. That really sticks out to me. That's a that's a great memory. Now I've got a good <laughs> a Kelvin Cruz story. He is one of the few kids that, as we were conditioning, I remember I would put the trash can out just in case kids would need it, and he. Uh, without getting too graphic, he used the trash can. He needed that trash can and still got up and just kept running and kept running. So uh, that's a that's a great story to tell about toughness. And obviously, Coach Lessam got through to Kelvin. Kelvin figured it out and said, yep, this is what I need to be. And Kelvin ended up transferring from here and went over to Richmond Northeast mm-hmm. and had an absolute great career and I believe went on to play some small college ball as a 6'4", as 6'5", a post player, lefty, um, great athlete, great kid. And that's to me, that's a, that's a that's a heck of a story about Letson. When I think about Letson, one of the first stories that pops into my brain is when John Combs took all of us up to to New York City and uh, back to his homeland for for Let. And man, we just had a, an absolute ball. We obviously played that scrimmage that we've mentioned on this podcast, but scrimmaged in Madison Square Garden against Jeff DiBattisto's Bishop England guys. And, uh, and for Lesson to be up there in New York, I mean, we would go out and take walks and just see and see the city. It was just great to see big old, big old let and that big old smile down there in New York City. I don't, I don't remember the specifics of the story, but he didn't fly up with us. He flew up. Uh, there was something wild that morning. He flew up on a different airline to a different airport and met us when we were walking around the city that day. 
He was like texting with you or somebody else. And we were in Times Square. I remember we like turned a corner and a car pulled up and let some jumped out of the cab <laughs> and was like, I'm here guys. But like, Oh, well, hey. <laughs> it was, there was something with that. Or maybe he was up there the day earlier and he was with family. There was something where he wasn't with us. And then he just kind of showed up out of nowhere. That's funny. And I to remember. see him jump out of, again, him, someone like him to jump out of a cab in New York city is like, Oh, hello. Well, your your memory is second to none. I, I certainly don't remember that, but I'm not going to discount that for sure. Um, but, you know, well, it, anybody that runs the table in the uh, the category of Russian czars on Jeopardy, um, I'm not going to not going to step to their memory. Um, but, yeah, that 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 New York trip was just um, and, was, and Coach Letson, let's not forget, was part of the legendary JV coaching staff. It, it, he was, you know, he was. We talk about Coach George Glimp, legend there, uh, an NBA legend, and then you as a legend in your own mind. I mean, wait, you, you as a legend, <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, and then for for Letson to be on that staff, I mean, for me as a JV coach in South Carolina <laughs> to have, like, like I've mentioned before, that was a robust JV <laughs> staff. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more than that. And uh, but we just we just we just had a ball, and, and it was about it was about basketball. It was about kids, and I'll tell you one of the things that um, lets him mention uh, the other day when I saw him was, and you may remember this, Chris, but we we gave our kids a a list of things that we hope that they got out of the year. Uh, and it was a list of twelve things, reflect, ref, reflections on the last um, practice, as it were. We always had one last practice after the season was over. Um, and th that practice, honestly, that was one of the, the greatest things that I felt like we did. Uh, it was just a bunch of shooting games, a bunch of three on three. I remember one year, it might've been, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, we did a competition that uh, whoever won the competition would get to run me over in a charge drill. <laughs> and so I've still, I've still uh, <laughs> kept that up a couple of years. I haven't done it every year I've coached up here, but yes. Um, I do that every once in a while. Let the kids run me over in the charge. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a great thing. And I'll never forget, Jay, Jay Lynch was the one that got me the best. He was a, a cross-country runner for me, uh, a, a, a built kid as a, as a 10th grader. And he said, okay, I got you. I've been running for a couple of years cross-country for you. And you just put me through a, a, a tough year of basketball. It's coming right back at you, Rose. <laughs> and that, that, was the, that was the best thing. But, but he mentioned that list of things, and that's just the thing that, that I know we keep hammering home on this on this podcast but just what what are we doing about helping our kids develop we're trying to develop them as players but i would imagine of the i don't know 120 kids or more that play jv basketball for me um maybe six of them still have that list of things but at least that's six of them that have it and they may reference it just like i reference it from when i got a, a similar list from a college professor um those things that are just really important to just keep driving home keep driving home because we actually do really really care about kids yeah and, and like you said tacoma's um uh, desire and care for kids, like you said, didn't never earned a dime, never earned a dime for it, and was always there. You know, I'm, I, if he made ninety five percent of the practices, you know, I would say that's accurate. Again, you know, he had a regular job to do, he had a tough job to do. You know, being a school resource officer, there's a you know a lot of stuff they have to do, and uh, you know, dealing with the kids, and uh, but but again, his passion and and his humor as well. You talk about having a good time and laughing. He was one of those big guys with a big gregarious laugh as well. You know, it's always, 
you know, cutting it up with the other coaches and, and that type of guy that you remember for his laughter and his kindness as well. Yeah, it was it was in, infectious, and it still is infectious. And that's the thing about kind of going back to to ALS and his fight. It's yeah, his body right now is failing him, but not his mind and not his personality. We're still we still laugh and and cry together. And that's the one thing, one point I want to make about him too is that he's such a real guy, and it was always a real guy with our kids. And uh, as I've we've had a couple of TV stations now come by and help tell his story here in Columbia, and every time I, I get on camera, I, I tell him, hey, he knows my deepest darkest secrets, <laughs> and he, I, we've laughed together and we have cried together. I mean, goodness gracious, just been through the ringer and um, just a real, a real special friend that, and truthfully, the, one of the things that, um, that I was telling the, the last reporter that I, I let life get in the way the last year or so and say, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get with let when, you know, um, when, when things settle down, well, as a high school AD, things never settle down. And it wasn't until about two months ago that I, that I learned that he went public, that uh, that he was that he was battling ALS and, and the way that he was, that I was like, holy crap, I'm dropping everything. I got to get over there and we'll FaceTime with him and all that. And so that's that's been a lesson for me to realize, like, and that's and truthfully with you, Chris, like it's great that we get to do this podcast. We've been close friends for a long time. Now you're in New Jersey, I'm here. And to, to be able to do this in just a way, even before we hit record today, just to be able to talk about things that are going on, it's just a it's a great excuse to just stay in touch with you. And so that's my encouragement to everybody too, is like the people that are, that are, that are important to you, stay in touch with them and, and, and really <laughs> develop those relationships. As you were telling that story before you got to the part about you and I, that I was going to bring that point up. I go, you want to stay in touch with a friend, start a silly podcast. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We make it a point. We, we speak to each other at least once every two weeks. We know because we're going to get on online and do this. Uh, Again, uh, Coach Lesham is battling ALS, uh, a very debilitating disease. Uh, life expectancy, two to five years once people get it. Um, over 5,000 people in America a year are diagnosed uh, with ALS. And uh, again, it's, it's sometimes known as Lou Gehrig's disease, Brian. I don't know if you saw this. This just happened a couple weeks ago. That uh, This happened on March 4th, actually, that Major League Baseball announced that June 2nd, is now going to be known as Lou Gehrig Day Okay. Uh, around Major League Baseball, and they're going to launch a bunch of fundraising initiatives around that. So if you're a baseball fan, I'm sure you'll be seeing that. If you're down down where you are, probably a Braves fan, and there's going to be stuff at uh, all kinds of different ballparks on June 2nd, not just this year, but every year. It's an initiative that they're starting every year that, uh, that will be uh, Lou Gehrig ALS Awareness Day in Major League Baseball. That's really cool they're doing that. And you talk about that that life expectancy and I will put money on it right now uh, for Takuma lets him to, to beat that life expectancy. Like I said, he is a, he's a fighter always has been always will be. And as we wrap up, I know we, we've got some messages that we want to give, give to let, but let just to, just to leave you with a couple of things. One, uh, I love you and always will love you and just love everything that you have been for me and to me in my life and what you've done for our kids, our community in Columbia at Ridgeview with our basketball team and outside of our basketball team with the kids that you that you served here and all of your officers that you served. We all love you and just wish you nothing but the best. And we're here to we're here to fight with you. And I'm going to keep I'm going to keep carrying the, the, the flag around and telling everybody, go to that GoFundMe. Go to ALS.org and help help you in the fight because, like I said, you're a fighter and we're always here for you. 
Uh, yeah, just echo the same sentiments that Brian had. Keep fighting. And once you beat this disease, Coach Latson, come on up here and we'll get some pizza in New York, some real pizza. How about that? <laughs> there you go. We'll fly there Coach Rosefield up here for a, a pizza weekend. Just gourd ourselves on pizza. I'll start <laughs> start saving the calories now is what I'll start doing. So, All right. Well, uh, fans, just again, a reminder, go to our Twitter page at 816basketball. The tweet is pinned there. You can see a story from WLTX.com. And also donate to the Let Some Family GoFundMe. And as of, again, as of today, we are just over 11,000. Let's get that thing to 20,000 and keep that thing going. And again, go to ALS.org and please share this episode. Please share that tweet with anyone that you know. Any amount is a helpful amount. But uh, we will go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you for joining us for this special episode for my co-host, Chris de Blasio. I am Brian Rosefield, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Greatest Games. All right, fans, thanks for checking out that very special episode about Takuma Letsum and his fight with ALS. Just a couple of final reminders for you. One, check out teachhoops.com slash 816 basketball for incredible basketball coaching content. You won't regret checking out that website, teachhoops.com slash 816basketball. And again, check out our good friend Billy Kegler's podcast, The Competitive Mindset Podcast. That podcast is really, really growing. He's doing a great job, has a ton of fascinating guests. And Billy's fascinating anyway. So The Competitive Mindset Podcast, wherever you find your podcast and on social media at Competitive Pod.